the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the SpotTrack.com podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester, along with Paul Peck. We're from BuffaloSportsPage.com and Mike Gennetti, the founder of SpotTrack.com. We have lots of contracts to talk about. NBA, we'll get to with Kevin Love. We've got quarterbacks to talk about. Training camps are opening in the NFL. And a big one, Paul, a shocker. Uh, guaranteed money for Todd Gurley. Well, yeah. How much? How much, Mike? Of, on this podcast, have we talked about running back salaries and and the financial positioning of running backs? And most of what we've talked about has been how teams are reluctant to pay any of them, including Le'Veon Bell. So when you see the Rams do what they did with Gurley, I, I'm curious to know whether you're surprised by it. Is the money? Uh, is there something behind the money? Is it because Gurley's young? I mean, you know what went into what seems to have bucked the trend of nobody wanting to pay running backs uh i wasn't surprised because i think the rams are very intelligent to get this done now before the big boom comes right rather than wait for the market to set itself they have set they have established this market with their guy who's 23 years old right who's the offensive which MVP. is a big difference to compared to Le'Veon bell in my mind it, it, a lot less a lot more tread on the tires it's, app, it's apples and oranges this guy had two years left so you're essentially putting a six-year deal out there even though four's you know the more practical way to look at this so let's say it's a four-year deal mostly guaranteed you're getting this guy to 27 years old he's gonna have a third he's gonna have a third contract here this is great for every everybody they're gonna get the rams get him in his prime at a competitive price he gets out, he gets a third contract there or somewhere else, and, he, and he's got a nice little career ahead of him. I, more teams need to do this with more positions, including the running back position, and we're going to see it. Maybe more so with the running back position. That's right. Because of what we've talked so much about, that beyond age 28, you you never know what you're getting out of these guys. Right, and, and, and when you've got a player of Gurley's caliber who essentially does run your offense, I mean, they run that offense through him, they're going to do it again this year, you should pay him. You, you should be okay paying him because it's go, it would for, it will force you to pay everybody else less, which is a good thing. You don't want to you don't want to allocate money where it doesn't belong. And right now, the Rams' money belongs with Todd Gurley. Next year, it's going to belong to Jared Goff. We don't know about the defensive side. There's, that's certainly a question mark. But let's switch back to the running back market because, yes, it, it is surprising that it's fifteen million a year, that it's forty five million guaranteed, just because we haven't seen it in five years, right? Since Adrian Peterson. But it's not surprising because this was always coming, right? If you look at the free agent prospects next year with Bell and David Johnson and, and really a few more guys that could get paid, and what we've already seen, we have saw Duke Johnson get paid. Did anybody see that coming? No. Duke Johnson got some serious guaranteed money for two years. Um, he isn't even necessarily the starter there. I, I don't. He might be the third running back there, <laughs> I, and I'm not joking, and I'm not joking. Um, so this was coming. This was sort of bubbling up, and, and the reason that it's – that it's a big story isn't just because of the money. It's because it's in the waking of Bell not getting it. And that's not a Le'Veon Bell problem. Yes, Bell's 26, and that's part of the discussion. This is a Steelers problem. The Steelers were never going to do this. They don't do this with anybody. They barely did this with Antonio Brown. He, Antonio Brown got a, basically a two-year deal, right? Everything else is sort of fluff on that contract, and that's just because that's what the Steelers do. They don't, they don't guarantee anything because they – just say, they, they have put it in stone rigidly. We're not doing this. We're not going to guarantee contracts. It's going to change, by the way. It's going to have to change for them to, to stay competitive because they've been fortunate to have this core, right, that has been loyal to them, <laughs> very loyal. I mean, the Roethlisbergers and the Browns have just agreed to go along with this process, and it's worked because they're good enough and, and they work together. When Bell leaves, 
when Ben leaves, and that could both happen next year. Yeah, that's and true. And they've got to rebuild. They're going to have a hell of a time rebuilding with that process in place with guaranteed contracts coming, right? I mean, we've seen it in the quarterback position. We're going to start to see it elsewhere. It's coming, and they're going to be left behind if they don't change this process somewhat. So I'm not surprised that Gurley got it. It's not surprising that Bell didn't get it, and it, more of it's going to come. Bell's going to get paid. Bell's going to get paid You know, a nice three-year, maybe two-year fully guaranteed deal. Let's say the Jets. Let's say the Colts. There's going to be teams out there that, that will do this for Le'Veon Bell next year. Um, Even after another 350 Yeah, look, at, they're going to beat him into the ground this year. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I sure. mean. They're going to they're run him into the ground, but it's going to be a Matt Forte situation, which is similar to what, what happened with the Jets, right? I mean, the Bears ran him into the ground, didn't want to pay him. Um, the Jets agreed to pay him, and, and Forte was okay for a couple of years there. He was, he was an okay asset, which is what Bell's going to be. Bell's not going to be elite, but he's going to be paid fairly elite because he can catch 50 60 balls for you and in this and in this game in this modern game that's worth more than a, a two down running back so he'll get his money david johnson really is really the one to watch because david johnson should stay in arizona they have no reason not to pay him outside of the injuries um and he can sh- if he shows that he's back to form i expect like a, a week six week seven big big time money yeah. contract and he johnson. missed a year which extends For his sure. career his, his 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 scrimmage carries and scrimmage and, and his receptions are so much lower his impact is so much lower than bell it, it's it's on par with like an ezekiel elliott with, who also has missed some time and we'll see what happens this year because I, I have a feeling he's going to get pounded in the ground this year as well um but we've talked about this before how Missing some time is not necessarily a bad thing not on that rookie deal, right? The rookie deal is locked in. You know what you're getting, and teams know what they're paying. And if you're not, if you don't run yourself into the ground for four years, you're, you're going to do pretty well in that second contract. Well, here's here's a dilemma for a guy like Bell, right? Yeah. Um, without a guaranteed contract, guaranteed money. And by the way, he was like, wasn't he the first guy to tweet? But it is guaranteed it money. It's a well, franchise he's get, tag. It's guaranteed well, for a year. Right? I'm talking I mean, about going forward. No, I know, right? but I mean, he's he's got his money, and it's a good chunk of it this year. I know, but but he's he's already, let's not kid ourselves, he's already looking forward to the next contract. He's oh, looking yeah. forward to free agency next year. Oh, yeah. And so the dilemma for him is going to be, if he's nicked up, does he play? How much does he play? Right. The, or does he sit? His agent will probably. Hey, you know what? You got a you got a little dink shoulder there. You, you need to heal that up, right? Right. He's I got mean, no more loyalty to the Steelers. It, it certainly seems that way, but that can change. That you know, yeah, look at that's that's the that's what you risk with these guys on expiring contracts, especially in this position. That's what the Giants are going to risk with Odell Beckham Jr. You know, that's and maybe a little less there because they do have the franchise tag available if they need it for him. That you know, the Steelers obviously don't. The Steelers are not franchise right. tagging a third time on Le'Veon Bell. So um, it, it's something to think about, especially if you're a fantasy owner out there, right? I mean, is, is Le'Veon Bell gonna gonna mail it in for six weeks or at least play seventy five percent, right, for for sixteen weeks? Yeah, because he knows how much it will cost him if he's injured at the end of the season. Right? It is it is a dilemma for him because uh, if, for him to perform, to earn that money again, he needs a ton of touches, but that's going to take some tread off the tires. And listen, GMs aren't stupid. You know, they, they know, they study this stuff. They have guys like Mike in the front office analytically looking at this. Well, you know, moving forward, uh, his value is this because he's got so much wear and tear. On the tail, you only get thirty thousand miles, maybe thirty-five on a, on a, a set of tires, Paul. <laughs> That's true, right? I mean, yeah. So you know, it all, all depends. And and it's funny you bring that up, 
Kevin, because that is a very significant focus of NFL teams in the scouting process that, you know, you think of these great college running backs that have been stars. That's a negative because they're tracking how many carries they have. And I think, you know, a running back who maybe bursts on the scene as a uh, sophomore or a junior who hadn't started before and has one really impressive year, the NFL likes that better than a guy who's a four-year starter who's carried the ball 200 times each of the four years. So, so let's finish this on, on this question because it's interesting the, the way we've sort of poised this as, you know, Bell needs to go get paid, but Bell really can't go out there and, you know, have 2,000 yards from scrimmage and, you know, in, in risking an injury that could stop him from getting paid. Does it change if they trade him? Should the Steelers trade Le'Veon Bell? No. No, you've got the window to win with Roethlisberger. But what if he's not? Brown. What if they know he's not going to go 100? percent Well, like we've it, well sort of let me let me and what say if their this. Season comes Hold off on. the rails a little too. But let me just say this: I, I'm talking like into the season. I don't want to question Le'Veon Bell's competitive integrity because I think that's foolish to do, and that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm saying uh, when he gets hurt, because all players get hurt, there are injuries. That's where he's got to make a decision. Am I going to play through stuff I've played through before um, for this franchise, or am I not going to do so? And so that's what I'm saying. I think Le'Veon Bell, week one's going to go out there, and he's going to play his arse off, and he's going to play as hard as he can because he's a competitor. And there's an old adage in football, if you don't go full speed, that's when you do get hurt. So I, I, I don't question that part of it. I question when he does get hurt. Like, you know, we always find out afterward things guys play through, right? Matter of fact, Thurman Thomas tweeted something, I think it was a week ago, someone's a card with his knee braces. Again, that's the one I wore with a torn ACL because I didn't want to have surgery and miss a year, and he played his whole whole career with it. Like, never had it repaired. <laughs> like, that's remarkable. Those are better days. Yeah. Right? I mean, but so I'm just, I, I just wonder, like, you know, he tweaks a knee, does he play? Yeah, but I don't, I don't right? think it's questioning his competitiveness to, to talk about this because it's going to be in the back of his head no matter what. No, no matter what. Every single time he steps on that field, it's, he's going to be thinking about, if I t- tear an ACL right now, I'm never getting paid again. Never. I'm on a one-year, $2 million well, deal Well, I think year. that's what his agent would be telling him. I think once he steps on the field, I, I don't I, think athletes think that way. I, I think his retweet of Todd Gurley's contract yesterday in about 13 seconds means he's thinking about it right now, too. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, it was instant. He's thinking about it now. But Mike, I, I agree he's thinking about it now, but I'm saying once he puts the helmet on, goes out for a series, he's I, not thinking about I'm that. I'm sure you're right to some degree, but I, I think when that first nick comes, when that first knee twist comes, the rest of yeah. the season's going to be in peril. I'll I give think you, it's going to be in his head. I'll give you a, uh, a golf analogy, all right? Tiger Woods... Um, is sitting there in the fairway at Carnoustie in the par five. Thinking, man, he looks old, by the way. Well, he well. I mean, man, there's a lot of miles on that. He looks okay. Old. He's 42. Is that Olivia right? Mel's gonna look next? Year? He's, he's three years younger than me. Come on, he doesn't look that old. But anyway, <laughs> um, no, he's not thinking. Boy, I, I I I shouldn't go in that bunker. He's thinking I'm gonna put this right next to the flag, and he swings, and sometimes it goes in the bunker. So I, I just say the mentality of the professional athlete. We're talking about a high achiever. It's, it's gonna. I'm gonna go out here and give it my best. Uh, when it's all done and when you've got the ice pack and you're thinking, geez, do I need to do this? Am I, am I? That's when he brings the business part in. That's fair. That's what I'm saying. That's fair. All right. We, let's talk about uh, – we've got quarterbacks to talk about and we've got NBA. So let's stick with football here and then we'll move on to the NBA. Uh, rookie quarterbacks finally signed. Baker, unusual. Usually it works right from five up, but yeah. it's working from one down, right? Baker Mayfield, the first one to come in, and then Josh Allen just came in for the Bills. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's just Darnold, really, who's sort of hanging out there and a couple of defensive guys. Um, and I know you had a Twitter question on Darnold. No, I did not. Oh, I saw I saw someone <laughs> send you a Twitter question on Darnold. Oh, did we? Yes. Let's, you're not even, read. You're not even read. paying attention to your that. own uh, Twitter feed. Wanted to know when Darnold was going to come in with the Jets. Well, now Fair. he is because should... the, the, the two Bowers are there if you're playing Euchre, right. right? They're there. <laughs> Very nice. Um, you like at, that Euchre reference, don't you, Mr. Peck? Excellent. All right. What we do know is that Mayfield Mayfield's contract does include offset language. So the Browns were able to, to sort of hold some control on that. Uh, knowing that, I can't imagine Darnold and Josh Allen don't have that as well. Um, look, it doesn't mean much. All it means is if they're a bust, that the, the, the respective team gets to save some money if they go and play elsewhere. But, um, you know, what are we thinking on that? I mean, the, the Browns have had some number one overall busts. You know, yeah, quite, yeah, a few quite, quite that position, yes. And... To, for me, the amount of busts we've had in recent years, I mean, there's been a lot more quarterbacks drafted, so the, you know, the percentages sort of don't favor it, but I think it's leading to the point where these guys can't play for six weeks, right? Isn't that where we are with all three of these guys? Can't rush them. You can't rush I mean, no. I mean, the Jets gave McCown $10 million guaranteed and then went and drafted Darnold. Right. So obviously they're thinking that. The Browns traded for Tyrod Taylor at $16 million. Obviously, they're thinking him him at least for a long, a short term prowess. I, I think your I think your number of weeks is dead on. Yeah, you know I, yeah. I because you know and again you, you, I saw an interview uh, with Mitchell Trubisky where he said the best thing that ever happened to him was getting in and playing and getting beat up. He said the reps were more important than the than the success or failure of them. Uh, and I think that goes towards how quarterbacks are developed now. These guys start so young; they have all these these quarterback tutors so I think the whole group of these rookies they're all going to play this year uh and I think you're about right about when I just think it's like all right don't start them in the season let them get a couple of weeks of figuring out what the NFL game looks like how you prepare for it but but to think that these guys are going to go double digit games without starting is a surprise would be a surprise to me well these teams set it up with their marketing departments all right because here's how it makes sense (laughs) hey let's bring it let's bring back or bring in um average to slightly better than average quarterbacks but guys who aren't going to win you playoff games see tyrod taylor with the bills made a playoff game if he were uh, a better passer bills win that game but he's not for at least 100 yards right um and so mccown is what he is so what they're saying is and and we'll throw buffalo in here too they brought in mccarron and they have peterman uh less accomplished than mccown and taylor by far so anyways they they have these veteran quarterbacks and hey we're going to start the veterans okay knowing that yeah, we're probably not really going anywhere. Taylor might be different with the Browns with everything they have. But anyway, and so we have these these top quarterbacks. We're not going to start them, so we can't say, well, why? why would you expect throwing a rookie in there? Hey, we went with a veteran quarterback. It's not working. Many of us can predict it's not going to work with those quarterbacks. And for their first-round picks, it's like, hey, beat this guy out, yeah. which should be relatively achievable for these first-round quarterbacks. I, I can't disagree. That's just how it always happens, right? Almost always. Yeah. But, but we've, we saw two examples of these middling veterans be extremely successful last year. Extremely. I mean, Nick Foles, extremely successful for six weeks. Case Keenum, extremely successful and is now a $15 million per year quarterback. I mean, both with, with one of the of best injuries, teams in the AFC. But, but both were in there. Uh, they, they were because of injury, Yep. right? I mean, I mean, Keenum, because of the Bridgewater one, prior right yep. and Foles was guy was retiring 
right? Yeah. <laughs> and they brought he, him he, back. Yeah, he said he lost his love for the game. So, uh, yeah. you know, now again, the, the, the benefit Wait, is. Wait, he, he didn't was, say that. He didn't pull Ryan O'Reilly. He said he, <laughs> he lost did. his love for he the game. Did. Wow. Uh, but the benefit for a guy like Foles is he gets dropped into a Super Bowl caliber team. Right. Uh, that doesn't often happen. And, and I think you could argue that Nick Foles or any of the five or eight quarterbacks in the NFL who are Foles like might have had the same level of success there, too, which was, I think, the danger in whether Nick Foles can go to another team and be Nick Foles or not, I have my doubts about Well, he about tried that. it. It didn't work. Right. Kansas City. It, it just did not right. work. But the, the, it's achievable to beat them. Darnold should fit in now because they have the number one pick, the number four pick. Uh, right? Allen was four. Do I have that right? Seven, I think. Seven. Seven, seven. excuse seven. me. Yeah. Uh, the quarterback seven and then uh, Darnold at three. Yeah. Those. So the, the one in front, the one behind are in. Darnold will get in with the Jets. All three play this year? Absolutely. All three play this year? Yes. Yeah. No question about it. There's no chance for like a Jared Goff situation. There's so little history of of those rookies not playing in their rookie year. Now, you know, Mahomes being the exception because they were an exceptional team with a legitimate top half of the NFL starter already in place there. That doesn't normally happen when you draft a rookie quarterback that high. All right. You have quarterbacks... We want to talk about quarterbacks playing for their next job. Yeah, so so really, what I did is I just kind of assessed all thirty-two teams here because, as fun as of an offseason as we just had with quarterbacks, with all these draft picks, with the, with the Cousins and the Alex Smith situation, it it's going to be maybe the opposite next year, right? We may see a heck of a lot of veteran quarterbacks moved on from, whether that's trade, whether that's release, maybe some retirements in there, but. Really, most of these teams have at least some sort of question mark, right? Starting with the Arizona Cardinals, right on top. I mean, is that not maybe the most interesting situation that Bradford v. people Rosen? aren't talking about? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, have you even same, heard? Same thing we just talked about. We've barely right? heard Josh Rosen this offseason. True. Outside of a right. few little small headlines here and there. And none of us have heard Sam Bradford. Nope. Do we know if he's healthy? Is he going to be taking all the, the number one reps? Where are they going with this? Because they they invested a decent amount of, of cash this year. They pay him twenty million. See, yeah, I think guaranteed. I think their approach is it adds on to what we've already talked about, which was yes, they want Rosen. They don't want to throw Rosen right in off the bat, uh, and, and you know, but so you've got Bradford to do that. But then you've got the can he be Izzy? A Izzy, B can he stay healthy? Factor that goes with Bradford, unlike a lot of these other guys. So Rosen probably needs to be ready to play earlier than any of the other ones. But Bradford has also proven that if he can stay healthy, he's a pretty good quarterback. So because the, the scenario could conceivably be Bradford could start ten games there, if not more, if they win and he's healthy. Uh, to me, I, I agree, and I th- it's one of those outlying situations that we've discussed here, but t- to me, the, the Bradford signing was more of a reaction to the rest of the roster. It was more of a, I mean, we've, we've got Larry Fitzgerald for one more year, we might have David Johnson for one more year, and we can't just throw a rookie in there and hope it works, which sort of goes against everything we've just said right now, right? Because... Yeah. Because is, shouldn't this be the philosophy for every team? But we'll, that'll be another well, Bradford's show. Be be- another show. To, me, to me, Bradford's better than Taylor, uh, McCown. Keenum. And Keenum, yeah. Is it, isn't, the Bra- isn't that the yeah, scenario? Yeah, it is to me. It is to me. Isn't the Arizona scenario similar to the Kansas City scenario last year? I, I They've guess. got weapons on offense. Uh, they have the potential to the, be a decent team. The difference, though, is that they, they chose every player this year. The difference is none of these guys were there last year. Mike Glennon's there, Sam Bradford's there, Josh Rosen's there because they selected them this year via free agency or via the draft. So this is their doing, 
And it, I don't know if it makes a lot of sense. I don't know if it makes a lot of sense. If they're really going in on one year, uh, I think they needed to do better than Sam Bradford. That's, well, they, that's my thing. They thinking. couldn't. What was that better was than issue. Sam Bradford? I, I, is Kirk Cousins better than Sam Bradford? Well, well, yeah, but he didn't want to go there. But why? Because he, well, he wanted to go to Jacksonville or Minnesota. That's not a good enough answer I, for me. I, no, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I think we could debate. I have that, your, I have that from a very good question. source, by the way. Okay. It was down to those two teams. I think we could debate an original. your original question. Is Sam Bradford better than Kirk Cousins? I, I could give you an argument that the answer to that is yes, I, when he's healthy. I agree with you. You know, yeah. I mean, you can't talk about Sam Bradford's career without the injuries being, boy, if he could have stayed. I mean, when he was healthy, and it hasn't happened all that often, he's been amazing. I mean, you know, even even last year in Minnesota, when there was chatter about him getting the job over Keenum when he was recovered because I think the coaches sat there and they go, He's a far better quarterback with a better arm and a better understanding of, of how to play the position. I, I just think that we should all be ready for Sam Bradford trade talks. Again, just like it happened in Philly, where they paid a small signing bonus and then shot Even before shot the season. The you, yeah, that's you, what I'm saying. You know, so if Rosen shows he yeah. can handle the job, they, they just bang, he's out. I, I think that's definitely possible. There, there's a few teams that have that scenario coming into camp here, which we'll get to. But just, sort, just going down the line here of teams, I think the next one on, on the list has to be Baltimore, right? Yeah, Joe Flacco. I mean, where where do you guys stand with him in terms of? Uh, I mean, he's 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 sort of a difficult cut next year with the dead cap, but it's doable. It's doable, and Lamar Jackson's obviously getting a lot of the press right now. I think there's a lot of questions whether Lamar Jackson can and will be a successful NFL quarterback. So whether Baltimore feels like they know the answer to that question has a lot to do with it too. But to your point, I think Joe Flacco has just kind of been a guy. He's Joe Flacco. He's a guy. When the team around him is great, he can win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, when when the team around him is not great, he isn't good enough to elevate the team around him. I, I was just about to say, you know, Trent Dilfer's thinking, I got the same number of Super Bowls as Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah. Right? I think Flacco's about two notches better than Dilfer. Dilfer threw a better deep ball. Oof. Man, that's not good for Joe Flacco. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Flacco is – I mean, I I take Flacco. Um, you know, being here in Buffalo, we Is Joe take Flacco, Flacco Kirk right? Cousins? Is that – are they the yeah. same guy? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, maybe, close. Maybe. I don't know. You know, listen, I, 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 Flacco's been a good quarterback here. Like, let, let's not forget. I mean, he's been in the AFC. He's been the same – they have some battles with Brady, like yeah, yeah, and and Roethlisberger, like, come on, I think I I, I think if you're out west, it'd be a different story. But anyhow, is yeah, I think is, I think is, Joe Flacco does have to yeah uh, have a great year, or they will move on. From They'll him. move on. I think he's got more than six weeks. Though. I, I think it's fifty fifty right now for sure. He's got he's got to he's got to figure that out this right. year. Who else is on your list? Uh, everybody. Everybody's, okay. <laughs> everybody's on the list. Let's uh, Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, is Dal- the next one. same situation with Dalton, but the money's extremely easy. After this year, it's no dead cap for two years. So they, they've, they've essentially got two free years on him to do whatever they want. Either, whether, either they keep him, they restructure it a little bit if they need to, or uh, he's out the door. Is the, he better than Joe Flacco? I don't know. I don't know that answer. Is he, Andy Dalton better than Joe Flacco? I don't know. No, because he hasn't won as much as Flacco. They're about the same guy in my mind. Yeah, I'm it's not close. saying they're not. It's close. I mean, he's had AJ Green for a few years now to yeah. really kind of kind of make him look better than maybe he and, is. And that's not a negative. If if Andy no. Dalton has had the ability to get the ball to AJ Green, that's part of being a good quarterback. Uh, to to me, this is a one and done for Andy Dalton, and I think the same with Joe. And they Flacco. have no real 
plan B that's there, the problem they? they'll that's swap the teams and that's why nobody's really talking about Andy Dalton is that there's really nobody there right now to so that's a team that could be assessing the trade and we're going to talk about me and a few a player that I think might be a good fit there but uh Coming down the list here, the Browns. I mean, we've sort of talked about that. I think Tyrod maybe gets maybe gets ten weeks there. I think Tyrod gets more more of an opportunity to play than maybe the guy like an AJ McCarron in Buffalo or uh, even a McCown in, in New York. I, yeah. I think Tyrod if has. They just, win five games. That's a revelation there. He, he seems to have sort of taken taken in with the other, with the players in that roster offensively. It seems like the wide receivers sort of like him in terms of the same how thing that's happened working. in Buffalo until you actually have to have him yeah. watch him play. Everybody T- likes Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor yeah. is a pretty good quarterback. Uh, Tyrod yeah. Taylor is a pretty good quarterback. Uh, will this wait, will will these will this receiving core is it better than the receiving core he had in Buffalo? It's, it's four times better. All right. So then, it's like, yeah, t- I think Tyrod's got a chance. That, that's what I'm saying. The, I, I really do think that there's something to be said about Tyrod as a one-year bridge and possibly really shaking things up in Cleveland for next for the next couple of years. Isn't this the perfect next thing for them to do wrong in Cleveland? <laughs> Isn't it? To, yes. draft, to draft a perfectly viable quarterback number one overall and, not, and then and, have your and, cheap free agent trade piece take you into the playoffs and then have to stick around for two more years? <laughs> right, I mean, yes. it, but yes. but it's not it's not even unfeasible. It's not, it's not. because no, Tyrod Taylor has shown he can take a pretty terrible Bills team that should have been two and fourteen into the postseason. Well, they should have been like six and ten. I, don't I, know, I just think that there, there's going to be pressure. <laughs> I agree with you, Mike. I, there's going to be enough games from Tyrod Taylor where there's going to be pressure to say how are, how how are we letting this happen at the quarterback position when you've got. Baker Mayfield ready to come in. I don't know. We did, we just talked about how AJ Green has made Dalton sort of put put Dalton on a pedestal a little bit for three four years. You can't tell me Jarvis Landry, Josh Gordon, and Corey Coleman can't do that for Tyrod Taylor. Not to mention two viable tight ends and three running backs out of the backfield. I mean, there's a lot of weapons there, and Tyrod's a decent decision maker. Tyrod's thinking to himself, "Geez, I could have should have went to the west end of the lake years ago." This is a dr- a bit of a dream <laughs> dream scenario for him. I mean, he's Should getting be. sixteen million dollars. Right. He really doesn't have to do too much because if he's terrible, oh, it's Baker time. <laughs> I mean, right? Right. I mean, yeah, he's gonna have to work on his next contract after that. But this is a, this is a bit of a dream scenario for him, and I think he could really shake things up with this whole process. Interesting. That's definitely something to watch. Let's move down the list here. I was we know about the Aaron Rodgers situation. He's not getting paid yet, by the way. It's not happening. There's been I, many of of uh, people close to that organization that that have told him and everybody else that they're going to wait a year, and that's fine. Yeah, because... they were about they're upset about his appearance on Shark Week. So, <laughs> and Danica Patrick had a really bad showing at the ESPYS. But anything. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, quick, I, quick. By the way, Olivia Munn. <laughs> yeah. Like. That's a downgrade in my mind. That's a barstool conversation. That's what I'm saying. Right he there. downshifted to Danica. Yes. You know, I'm just saying, no. I'm Yikes. Just, I don't know Yikes. them personally, so oh, who knows? Puns. Okay. We, there's no puns on this show. All right. Uh, Only muns. Andrew no Luck. Right. Andrew Luck has got to be the next one on the list here because Andrew Luck has got dead cap of $40 million right now, and it drops to $12.8 million next year. So if, if you need a, a, a visual proof that Andrew Luck is on, on the hot seat or on the bubble for Indy, it's that, right? His contract sort of shuts off after this year with the guarantees and the dead So go prove your arm is fixed. I I mean, they're all in right now, but... They have no choice. That's going to be a really interesting situation to watch because a guy who was the perennial, you know, pro bowler who who was waiting in the wings of Peyton Manning 
could be out the door in four years. You five skipped years over in. one that I'm really interested about sure. is Houston. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and I and I reason I bring this up is there there is an incredible over the top amount of love for yeah. Deshaun Watson, and that's not to take anything away from what he did in the. He started six games, folks. He's now what he, it was? six, six yeah. games. He looked great through nineteen, I think nineteen touchdowns in six games. He looked great, but it's six games. Then he got hurt, and people. I mean, I heard people talking about him as a potential MVP candidate. Now that could happen. But to base that on six games is a little far-fetched for me, and apparently you're thinking that that he either might not be all the way back, or there there may you know there may be some things at play there too. I just think they're going to have to slow play it, right? And from his standpoint, we've seen mobile quarterbacks who get banged up sort of change their stride, right? We've seen this here, we've seen this across the league. With high-profile guys, yeah, where they I, tell you don't run anymore, I, and yeah. the guys like, um, if you start that's changing, all I've ever done. if you start changing this guy's approach, which they probably have to because that's a nasty injury, right. then are you changing too much? Right? Now the are difference you, is he's got maybe the best offensive mind and quarterback coach in the league in Bill O'Brien, who even shifted on the fly when they went to Watson to get him to where he was for those six games. That's a big difference in my mind. I also think he's got a heck of an arm. And it's underrated. Yes, he can move, but he's got a heck of an arm. He, he he could be a pocket passer if he needed to be. I just think it's going to take time for him to convert to that if they need him to. All right. A couple other ones on here. Um, well, there's so, there's so many teams. I, I look at this list. I'm like, there's so many teams with quarterback issues, right? I mean, Jacksonville, Bortles. B- Bortles is probably good for a year, maybe two, but they could get out after this year if they need to. Like I said, that wasn't, wasn't really that much of an extension structurally. It's just a little bit more money now to say, yeah, well, you earned yourself another year here. He's got to get a lot better. They've yeah. got, they got a good team around him. He can't. He's got to be the Bortles from that Pittsburgh AFC Championship right. game, and not the Bortles from a lot of the other parts of the season. The uh, a divisional game because they lost in the AFC Championship to the Patriots. Correct. Patriots. Thank you. Come yes, on, Paul, get your facts straight. Um, <laughs> it's a numbers show. <laughs> I'm surprised I knew that. Rivers. Uh, Philip Rivers so, is interesting, right? So let's package Rivers, Eli Manning, and Roethlisberger all in the same conversation. Okay. All going ahead in, into expiring contracts next year, right? All like what, 36, 37? 37. 37. Rivers, right? So yeah. two years le- this year, next year? This left year, next deals? year. Okay. Obviously, they're all safe this year. Are all I three Hall of Famers? Ugh. Roethlisberger uh, is. Roethlisberger Manning, is. I guess Manning, Manning is. will be because yeah. of New York and Super Bowls. Rivers probably should be statistically, Manning, but I don't think he's right. won anything, right? I mean, it, no, he hasn't. He's, nope. His stats are as good as but any of them. you know what? He'll join his uh, fellow Charger in there, Dan Fouts, <sighs> who, right, didn't win anything. Look at Chargers are a sneaky good team for 2018. That's if, a if lot you're out of there, people are saying they're If you're they're out the there team. dropping bets and stuff, consider the Chargers for that division. For that, for, Consider them long-term. I, I like that team. I think they can get better uh, in the next month or so, maybe with some moves. I That's a good team. So... Maybe this is a year Rivers sort of puts himself in that conversation. But if he doesn't, and Eli doesn't, because Eli, who knows with Eli? Eli could be boom or bust again this year. I right. mean, just based on the way they've had to change things. Maybe Saquon Barkley kind of bails him out offensively. But uh, it, there's a very realistic chance that all three of these guys are done next year. Ben might walk away. Eli might walk away. Right. Rivers may, may stay one more. Um, 
we we sort of have to see how the Chargers situation pans out here. But he's a football maniac, so I could yeah. he's the guy who you'll have to literally drag. I don't think he wants field. to go home to his six or seven <laughs> kids. What does he have? Like, I think he's got like eleven <laughs> kids. It's, it's ridiculous. Right. I think you're. <laughs> I mean, he's got to keep playing football, right? <laughs> I think I think their college education is taken care of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah. No, I no. think they, you know, none of them are, are are pining for more money. That's for sure. I love but, that he he equipped his uh, vehicle. With a video system, like he's a driver. Because yeah, he didn't want to move from San Diego, so right. he has like an hour plus commute every day. So he watches his game film in his vehicle. Yeah, he doesn't he, drive. He has efficient. System. Right, that he is has, efficient. Right, has right. A, that's perfect. That's pretty not, slick. Right, is he there. driving? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. no. Oh, right, it's a book on tape. The game film uh, that doesn't seem effective. Ryan Tannehill, yeah, with say, the Miami Dolphins, Dalton version two Andrew Luck version three point oh. Right. really all it is. It, you're talking about a guy who. Is, is was probably on the bubble this year, but financially it didn't sort of work out. They ended up restructuring him, which actually is going to add more add more dead cap for next year, which uh, that one sort of behooves me a little bit. But uh, I don't I don't envision him back. I think him and Dalton and Luck are and Flacco are probably not back with their respective teams. Um, I think the same for Jameis Winston, which is a name coming up here. I right. think he's fifty fifty based on not just based on the issues off the field, which are silly. But just just the lack of production, lack of consistency, right? I mean, he came in as a massive arm that could move around a little bit, that could kind of withstand anything. And I think he's been sort of soft. I think I mean he's had his four thousand yards, he's had, you know, some some great success, but it's if it's not consistently done through this year, there's no way they're paying him twenty one million next year. Oakland mm-hmm. slash Vegas. Yeah. Derek Carr. Yeah. Uh, really f- sneaky, terrible contract, <laughs> right? Everybody, everybody saw the five for one twenty-five, and we're freaking out that uh, you know this 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 was the next man up, and he got the big contract. Look, this is this was a two-year deal on paper structurally, and Oakland can get out of this thing pretty quickly next year if they need to. They can save fifteen million by cutting him next year. What's easier, getting out of Oakland or getting out of his contract? <laughs> they might need to do both next year, <laughs> right? Just I, I don't I get out early. I think is. John Gruden is going to make Carr be great. This well, year. that was the other point. Like he's got John Gruden there. I I think I love Derek Carr personally. I two years ago I thought he's the one quarterback in the league that I would have wanted mm-hmm. on my team if you gave me the choice of every one of them. Uh, they were he was bad last year. They were bad. Uh, his weapons are somewhat questionable, which hurts him a little bit. But boy, I. I think Gruden gets finds the way to get the most out of him. And the, the time you're talking about is when he got this contract, right? He looked great. He looked the part. He looked like the franchise leader. He was saying all the right things. But for me, you look at the structure of this contract, and the Raiders are thinking what I'm thinking. And it, they weren't very confident in his long-term possibilities because if they were, this would have been a four-year deal, right? Out of five, not a two-year deal out of five. Because they structured this to get out of it if they needed to. And they, they might have to do that. So keep an eye on that. Last one. Similar. Garoppolo. Don't look at the numbers and uh, get too scared. This is a one-year deal. This is a one-year deal. Really? If, it needs, if it needs to be, this is a one-year $37 million deal. Okay? They can get out of this. He can. It's a $13 million dead cap hit. It's considerable savings next year if they need to get move on from him. I don't anticipate that. I mean, obviously, they're going to give him a, a fair shake. I, I think he gets a ridiculous raise and a long-term deal after this because I think he's going to be great. Uh, 
everybody seems to think, including himself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Yeah. I, I thought I he was it. better than Brady. Look, at, look at that was sort of taken out of context. Okay. This is just a guy who's confident who says, "Yeah, heck, yeah. Hey, I, I can do this." And uh, you know, you got to think you're think that way to be a quarterback. I think. But well, NFL but people, Belichick may have thought that way. Look, and he looks love the part, doesn't he? Everything yeah. about him. Yes. And and he's got a chance to revive one of the best franchises in the game. And he's got a great coach, yes. and they've got nice weapons Decent. there now too. Decent. I I, I would have like to see them improve that wide receiver core a little bit more but I, I i understand they're probably taking their time with that they want to see if they've got some value there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with with you know taking the patriot way and sort of seeing if these middle of the road guys in terms of their their salaries can make this work because if that's the case obviously they, they can go and build that defense up again all right we're going to move on to basketball here um sure. and we're going long today yeah tough P- plenty to talk about start of the football season why not yeah. well yeah we got it yeah but that's fine and nba news happening with the cleveland cavaliers kevin love a four-year <laughs> extension with the Cavs for 120 million bucks and his average salary is going to be at least 30 million dollars Interesting contract. I love the exchange on Twitter between LeBron and Love because there's supposedly all this hate between those two that didn't certainly seem that way, or at least they're playing nice on the face of it. But $30 million bucks a year for Kevin Love. Is he staying in Cleveland for uh, the four years in that extension? So I sort of did a pros-cons look at this because it's shocking in that it's four-year deals to, a four-year deal to me. And we've talked about this and the length of contracts you know, kind of to, to death on this show. But this one really sort of baffles me because we've sort of seen a trend of teams taking the two-year approach, whether that's the player's decision or the team saying, nah, that's as much as we can do. They could have easily done that here and given him a two-year max extension, which would have been more money over the next you know, three years for him, um, and sort of... And this kicks in 2019. Out. Yeah, so yes. this runs through 23, but you know, it, it's not going to look that way. I, for me, this is the this is the deal, and I spoke about this last night in Cleveland. Actually, um, for me, the deal is we've got to we've got to lock him in and give him a role because number one, we've never done that with him, right? We've never actually seen Kevin Love, the Kevin Love we acquired from right. Minnesota, right? So, be the be the focal point of the offense. Sure. So may, so maybe that works gangbusters. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, he's thirty now. He's going to be thirty. We, you know, I, I think that's a lot to ask. But for me, it's. We've got to win a few more games. We've got to get to, to get some more butts in the seats because right. we can't, you know, we're going to bleed revenue based on this LeBron loss, yeah, right? Yeah, they, they couldn't do what happened after LeBron right. left the Which first time. Which is just be, be stagnant, right? And, and let everything right. sort of die around them. Right. <laughs> um, so it makes sense in that regard. It also makes sense to give him the multi-year contract because if they're thinking like I think they're thinking, they're going to trade him. Yes. Right? And, and you don't want to trade a guy in an expiring contract, which he had. So it makes sense to put an extension out there, add some years, and then probably get a decent return. Look at if he's a, if he's a, an All Pro, right? If he returns to All Pro twenty and ten, and he and he's the offensive and defensive player on this team, right? The best player on this team, they're going to dangle him out there in January. We're not even waiting until next summer. They're going to put him out there as soon as they can. And if you've got a guy who can do that on both sides of the ball, and teams like Indiana, right? Some of these middling teams that have, don't have a ton of max contracts. That could take on a guy like this who can fit pieces. Um, Utah, another great fit. Young players with uh, you know big guys around him. I I, I think there's going to be probably teams looking for him as soon as the the trade deadline comes up this year in 2018. So this could be a one year deal, really. Uh, he might not even get to the extension part of this in Cleveland, 
Um, but a player of that caliber with years left is just a better trade return for Cleveland. So assets-wise, it's a nice move for them. I just Why did they have to go four years? They could have tacked on two more, made this a sort of a three-year deal, and still gotten probably the same return well, from Kevin Love. He probably asked for it. Yeah, but they didn't have to do it. No, they, they didn't, didn't have, have to do it because here's the other part of this, and this is the really interesting part. Okay, when the when the Cavaliers acquired Kyle Korver from Atlanta, they gave up a first round pick either in 2019 or 2020. Those are the conditions. The conditions also are that Cleveland can't be a top ten pick. Right? If if the Cavaliers are not a top ten pick this year or next year, they forfeit the they forfeit the pick. If they are a top 10 pick, they keep the first round pick. And if they do it this year and next year, if they're top 10 this year and next year, that condition turns into two second round picks, which is a far less price to pay. That's correct. Okay. So they want to be lottery picks. Yes. They want to be top 10 this year and next year. Bringing Kevin Love back does not help that at all. In fact, it probably takes them out of the top 10. They're well, probably going to win enough games in this terrible Eastern Conference to, to be... Maybe close to playoffs, probably not playoffs, but right there. And being in the middle is not where they want to be. They want to be lottery for this reason alone. So to, to me, that throws everything off. Knowing that, knowing that they are probably going to lose a first-round pick, that's a big deal for a team that just lost you know, a greatest-of-all-time player and needs to rebuild on the fly rather than try to break it down and start over. So I, I don't understand that part of it. I, I, I think I, I understand a little bit about as much as the logic is there that it might logically have said Cleveland should have just ripped it all down after LeBron leaves and do what a lot of other teams have done, which is get rid of anything and everything and start from scratch and build back up, because we've also seen that work in all various sports as well, too. It's hard to do sometimes, and it's hard to do to a fan base that was used to being in the conference finals and competing for championships. And and to me, this is, yeah, I know we've got to rebuild, but we're not willing to go all the way to it. So let's at least give our fans somebody to cheer for, somebody they know, somebody we can put on that building across from the Quicken Loans Arena if we want to, right or wrong. And I think you 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 have made a case, and a lot of other teams have made a case that if you don't go all the way to a rebuild, you're 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 hurting yourself. But somewhere along the line, going all the way to a rebuild doesn't always get the right kind of reaction from your fan base either. Can I predict where he is? Let's do it, Philly. Yeah, I've heard it a lot. I've heard it a lot. Uh, he fits Philly. They've got to. They've got to make. Believe it or not, this he was fits the, a lot of teams. This was he, the year for them to get him. They yes. had cap space, and they sort of just blew that away on no name guys, right? But they, this was the year for them to go and get them. So maybe Cleveland wouldn't do it. It's possible that Cleveland sort of had this premonition in place already, and he was going to be the guy moving forward for a few years, or at least for 2018. <laughs> um, but I, I have heard that it does make a lot of sense um, with the kids around him. They're going to have to sign two of those monsters next year. So, you know, the, the window of value is closing in Philadelphia. And uh, a guy like Love does make sense, but he makes sense right now. Yes. And no, I agree. Makes, and they can't trade him for six months now. Yeah. All right. Fascinating. Fascinating there with the Cavaliers. They're certainly not. Listen, even if Kevin Love is a focal point, I don't think they're a playoff team. They're probably close, though. And that is to, to yeah. their detriment. Maybe. <laughs> that's see, that's Maybe. and that's isn't that crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's totally correct and re and the reality of pro sports now. But it just when you that comes out of your mouth, you're like, what? Well, there Wait, are so what? you think about it. There are so many teams in the East right now. You're like, 
But uh, but none of them are really great except right, for Boston. Right, I know they're all sort Boston, of in the pack. Toronto, if uh, if sure. he shows up, he <laughs> did pass his physical. Sure. Kawhi Leonard, um, in Milwaukee, I don't know. Right, yeah. I don't know. Chicago, in- Indiana uh, could be decent. I, I don't right. know. But Orlando, Knicks, Atlanta, Knicks, Brooklyn. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Yeah, and Cleveland with you know this Colin Sexton kid and Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson and Charlotte. Eh. Yeah, maybe, maybe with Kemba. Maybe, uh, Washington's up there. Washington, that's yes, a team. that's yeah. a team. But we're not giving you eight good ones. That's true. <laughs> so that is, well, so, so maybe Cleveland's got a aren't shot. Aren't they in the conversation? Yet? Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the SpotTrack.com podcast. Couple things. Hey, uh, make sure you sign up for the premium service. Uh, you get Mike's breakdowns on contracts uh, via podcast and all sorts of other uh, exclusive content to premium members. The app. Make sure you download the app and rate us on iTunes. Thumbs up all the way around. All right, for Mike Gennetti, the founder of SpotTrack.com, Paul Peck, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the SpotTrack.com podcast. 